Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 44, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. So, Santos. My man. A little bit under the weather here. Not going to lie. I know, man. I Cold didn't even... and flu is going around. Fuck. I haven't... Yeah. I maybe didn't see this much this week or whatever. I didn't even know you were sick until I walked in the house and you are like... <laughs> Sounding like a broke dick dog. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it just came on in like the last 48 hours, I would say. So hopefully it ventures. What do you do? You just fucking power through? Yeah, I haven't really done anything, to be honest. I'm just like suffering through it. You just, uh, what do you do? You go, like people go, Beth, she just hits the drugstore and buys every fucking, she seriously goes down the aisle and buys every fucking thing. I feel like our cabinet is so it's, really, yeah, it's, it I feel like NyQuil and DayQuil sort of help you deal with the symptoms. If your symptoms are really bad, but I don't, I just have like congested nose or whatever. So I'm not sweating it. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like you, you just have to let your body do its thing. Yeah. Right. And it's not the flu. Little, do you get, do you get a green juice? Couldn't hurt. Green, yeah, you do that kind of, kind of shit. Exactly, like do a, some, some nice spicy some, hot soup or Thai fucking, food or something. There you go, St- spicy. Drink some fucking juice. Keep moving. Exercise yeah. a little bit. I did go see our friend Phil. Yeah, the first day I was like, can hardly breathe, and it's got me on the treadmill. You fucking felt good sprints. when you left there, though, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You, you do feel better after you exercise. I think that's one of the things people tend to like cancel yep. going to the gym or doing whatever because they feel sick, but it actually nope. makes you feel better in you, the end if you can power through. No question. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get too deep, I always forget to talk about this. All right. We're, you know, I've been talking about this for a half dozen episodes or so. We're trying to get to 20 ratings. Yeah. 20 yeah, ratings yeah. or 20 reviews iTunes has made it so simple now. All you have to do, if you're looking in the iTunes window in the podcast stream, you just need to right-click, and you can rate the podcast right there. That's all you need to do. Yeah. You don't even need to go to iTunes or whatever. And I know 20 listeners. Like, I personally know 20 listeners. If we get to 20, we're making an awesome shirt. We've got a designer already lined up. Jesus. ready to kick it off as soon as we get to 20. We're going to produce a shirt. Get it sent out right away to everyone who gave us a rating. It's yeah. going to look sexy hot. It's going to be fucking badass. So please just take five seconds, right-click in iTunes on the podcast. It'll let you rate it right there in your right-click option window. Boom, done. And say what you want. Yeah. yeah. Best of luck with your fucking If you want to take a little extra effort and go to the page in iTunes where you subscribe, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear where you're listening from. What you'd like to hear more of, what you'd like to hear less from. How can we make this better if we don't get any feedback? Yeah. This is your fault that this thing's a fucking nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) So, Santos. Dude. Before these get cold, let's tell our listeners about food-wise what we got cooked up here. So, Eric um, came to me the other day and... We were like, all right, well, what's next episode? What are we going to do? And I'm like, you know what? We got to do, I'm like, we haven't, I feel like we, you know, a proper food something I'd like to do and maybe music or, you know, I don't know. Let's focus it a little bit. And food came up and he, in his thing, your thing, you're like, well, the food, you know, we get, I mean, we travel a fair amount. So I feel like we give a pretty for, you know, a couple of guys that live in the middle of the country, we give a pretty good, like, spread across the country of of restaurants, you know, yep. as good as you can 
hope for for a couple of dead beats up here in Minnesota. But um, so, but his Eric's idea was I'd never heard of goldbelly.com. I never knew about it. G O L D B E L Y dot com. One L in belly. Yep. So that's her. Yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, so we, we were like, well, this is a place where we can get something that all of our listeners, no matter where you are, like if we hit on something and we're like, holy shit, you, you're not going to fucking believe this thing. All you got to do is order it and boom, you're eating the real deal. Yeah. By the way, we're getting no sponsorship dollars or anything. We're not. Oh, no. nothing free. Nothing from Gold Belly. We're just. Uh, it's a great site. It aggregates like the most amazing food in just about every category from around the yeah. nation. So if you want the best steaks, the best Philly cheesesteaks, the best pizza from New York, the best barbecue from yeah. various joints in the South. Yeah, um, Texas, Kansas City, wherever. Yep. They've got Pappy's in St. Louis, which I've been to a handful of times and really love. They've got a couple places. They have Central Market in Austin. But... All sorts of categories. They've got desserts. They've got sandwiches. They've got. We um, do cheesesteaks out of cheese Philadelphia. Steaks. I'm which, not quite sure how that happens. We might have to try that just to see yep. how it goes. I think but. we're going to do that one, and just because it's so absurd, like they do the Primanti Brothers sandwich, which I don't know if people they know do about bagels. that. Fucking bagels. I mean, yeah, bagels might actually be worth them because you can't get a bagel here. Um, but. At any rate, we chose for the first kind of go around something that would be easy, get a bunch of kind of different things, little samplers. So we got a sausage sampler from Esposito's in New York. Um, Pretty well-renowned spot for making their own sausage. Um, We got, it was like the sausage sampler for 10, which... Jeez. You know, and whose fucking book is that for 10? <laughs> like, as usual, yeah. <clears throat> my math proves right. Double There's, everything. Yeah. When There's, you get prescribed something and the doctor tells you to take one, you two, fucking take two, it, you double it. To, to be generous, like, my wife had a few <laughs> few bites. Two of us just took down a quarter of the sausages, so. It's know. for, it's for, it's a sausage sampler for three top. Like if you're, if you're, uh, if you're pounding beers in the middle of the summer and you get this oh, thing, for sure. this is like three people. Yeah. Takes it. Maybe take, take five, three to five, three to five, depending yeah. on if I'm there. So we've got a, there's a spinach and fresh mozzarella. There's like a spicy one. There's a really like fennel sort of Italian fennel forward Italian. Correct. And. What do you think this, like a garlic? I forget what that is. Yeah. It's fucking rosemary or something. So uh, here's, here's the thing. Um, this is, this is nothing. I, I, I I was really excited and there's nothing here that's making me really like it's quality. It's really good. It's like, it's, it's like great sausage. It's better than anything I can get at, um, local supermarkets. Uh, for the most part, yeah, it's probably better so he, than that. But here's one thing I appreciate I, I about it. I'm getting a little, pi- I'm a little pissed at it. Really? Though. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a little, I'm a little pissed. Here's what I'll say. I think it's a style of sausage that you can't really get around here. You could maybe get it in Chicago, but you can't really? get it in Minneapolis. I don't think. I mean, you're not walking into Whole Foods and getting these sausages or no. this quality of sausage. No. No, you're not. Um. And we have um, 
up here in Minneapolis, we have a pretty famous sausage maker by the name of Kramarchuk's. And they do well. They run into the kind of thing I think that um, a lot of sausage makers run into where you want to have so many different flavors that, like, the amount of work that it takes, like, to make, you know, say, like, a, a Chinese sausage compared to a Mexican sausage compared to an Italian or Portuguese or a Spanish right. sausage, like every culture has them, right? Yeah. So the amount of work that it like it's completely these are all completely different like types of things. You can't they basically what I'm saying is that at Kramarchuk's everything kind of tastes a little bit the same, you know. So the, the curry brats that they have are amazing. Really? Oh my god! Yeah. For some reason, they don't make them as much anymore. They make them as like a limited time thing, which I don't understand because it's by far the best thing that they make. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. The curry what? brats are like probably my favorite sausage in town out of any place. Really? Yeah. So I don't really understand. Maybe it's like a too crazy for Minnesotans or something. I don't know. Right. I don't really get it. I don't know, man. To be honest, I, I just got a bite. It was really good. You know, maybe expectations get set a little high with these. When you're shipping something across the country to have it. Yeah. You know? So, well, at any rate. And if you lived in New York, like, this would be a go-to sausage place for, like, grilling out or doing your thing. That's a total, that's totally true. Like, I would, I would absolutely, yes. Except I, I would be willing to bet someone who lives there is like, oh, Esposito's is like the overhyped place. It's this place over here. Oh, well, yeah. Right. In like the Bronx or whatever. That's like, that's the real yep. place. Oh, yeah. So we're, as outsiders, we're just relying on someone else's curation here of whatever the best place right. is. Right. This is like but, getting the, this is like the Katz's Deli of right. like sausages, probably. It's damn good. So, it's, you know, yeah, I'm not going to complain. No, I, all right. All right. All right. I mean, I don't. So let's talk for a second about how we cook these up tonight. All right. So Frost found um, a Kickstarter. You, you had a Kickstarter of come yep. home and Just deliver. Just in time. Like, yeah. Because I was saying yesterday, I was like, it's going to be cold as balls. And for anybody, it's cold as balls, just to, as a weather report. Probably like three degrees out right now. Fucking like, yeah, tops. It's a bitch. Um, so I've got a little bit of a grill thing. Yeah. Know? I've got like a really, really nice gas grill with like a rotisserie and a smoke box, but I don't fuck with the smoke box because I also have a dedicated smoker. Yeah, you're. Um, and then so when I got this thing, and I was plus like, you rotate them out. Yeah. every like every eighteen <laughs> <It's true>. months. <laughs> like, it's true. Just, yeah, kitchen window, which yeah. is our local like grill slash independent kitchen place, loves my ass because you know? yeah, I'm in there like every <laughs> oh, yeah, eighteen months too. shopping for a new grill. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted to get like an indoor grill that was an equivalent. I saw this Kickstarter for a grill called Cinder. C I N D E R. How how long ago did you notice? It's probably like a year and a half, maybe two years. Jesus. So the thing is, this thing is like to describe it as a George Foreman on steroids, which is really what it is, is doesn't really does it as a service. So it has NASA temperature sensing technology in it so that the plates 
communicate to the grill like what the internal temperature of say fish or a steak is and it cooks it to the perfect amount that you want it to so it can it uses nasa technology to sense the exact center heat and it cooks your fish or your steak or whatever perfectly and it will even hold it and keep it warm and what? not overcook it until you're ready to eat it really yeah so we, we didn't even scratch the surface. We didn't scratch the surface on this thing tonight. This was the inaugural cooking these Esposito sausages, inaugural journey, maiden voyage. Uh, we turned it on and turned it up to 350 and then. 325, yeah. Let, so let that's the, the other thing. It's like you can dial in the fucking temp on this thing, which you're not doing that on a George Foreman. So it's got a dial. <laughs> no. It's got an app. It's got like a smartphone app that you can use to like dial in certain things or see the temperature, current temperature. So we just dialed it up to 325, put the Esposito sausages on there, cooked it. You could smell smell that they were cooking, even though I'm, you know, have eight pounds of snot currently yeah, in my right. na- nasal cavity. <laughs> um, you could smell it cooking. And so what happened was I, I opened it up and I was like, Looks like they're done to me. I just, yeah. And in I'll I'll be I'll be the first to admit, I was like that in the internal temperature on that thing is fucking a hundred degrees. And sure enough, we tested it and they were done. It's yeah. 200 degrees. So cooked, heated up unbelievably fast. Cooked Super unbelievably fast. fast. I, I thought for sure, honestly, like I thought we were going to be standing there for fucking 45 minutes. Yeah. And it took. Which is kind of what it and takes it took, on like and it your typical like, George Foreman for it like a chicken It took 14 minutes. It took like 14 yeah. fucking minutes. If even. Yeah. If, if that. Yeah. Like, I mean, this that cooked fast as fuck. So I don't. So anyway. That thing has got. I think these things are just available right now. So Cinder. you got like a grill boner like me. And you want something yeah, man, to if cook you're, inside. Yeah. Because we were, yeah, we were yakking up there about what you'd cram in that thing. So, I mean, seriously, like for people that are listening, it's it's a George, it's a George Foreman grill. But, you know. And uh, Cinder, solid, like, the, oh no, the build, the like, the build quality solid is metal, crazy, it's heavy as fuck. Yeah, like all of the exterior is like cast aluminum, which does not conduct heat at all, so you're not going to get burned on the outside. It's super clean. the The knob and the functionality is super. Like the design is killer. Like, I'm I'm just trying to explain. This thing is it's, a high end kitchen. Okay, appliance. okay, all right. So let me yeah. for. I guess what you would say is it it's a sandwich or a, 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 a dual surface cooking fucking yeah. apparatus, right? Yep. And if you were to name the most famous dual surface cooking apparatus, it would be the fucking George Foreman grill. Yep. So it's sorry, but I mean, that's the easiest analogy, but I'll tell you that this thing is no George Foreman grill. That's That took, like, we cooked a half a dozen... Sausage, thick, you know, thick sausage in, it was fucking, it was, it was 10 minutes those things yeah, fucking cooked in. For sure. And the thing, I was really impressed with how fast it heated up. It, All right, he, it heated up way faster than an outdoor Here's grill. the other thing. So here's what we got to do. I think what we're going to do, so, um, so, uh, you know, frequent listeners know that we record this podcast at Eric's house and. And this thing is the size of – so the footprint is probably 15 by 15 approximately, 16 by 16, um, and it's about uh, six inches tall. So it's got a big-ass fucking cord. It's a 
it's you know it's it's a it's a it's some Nicole's not you know it's super she's psyched. not stoked she's yeah. <laughs> so we're thinking that it might come down to the podcast recording yeah. room and we, we I feel like be, we have room right here we might just be fucking cooking steaks while we're recording this thing. It cooks so fast. We could fucking drop. Let's do it next time. Why not? All right. Let's fucking drop something. And like, you get a feel for the thing. We'll follow up. All right, Cinder. That, that, like, we'll, we'll give you guys a follow up on it. Next time, we'll we'll put this thing right here. We got the power strip. We, it, yep. it, hey, look at us. Power yeah. strip. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. And we'll thing. plug that thing in and you, and you pull it up on your... On your smartphone, and you yep. uh, and dial that bitch in, and we'll cook some Couple kind of New York strips. Fucking strip. Honest, to be honest with you, like when you talk about a piece of fish, like if that's a real thing, like if you could like yeah. do like a nice piece of halibut in there and have it be right, right? That's a that's hell yeah. It's hard as shit to cook fish, even if you're a good cook. Yep. Yep, it is. So uh, Esposito's. It's it's really good. Um, worth shipping across the country, man. No, no, it's not worth shipping across the country. I. With will, that being said, what we were talking about, we're not talking about a sh- ton of money for these. No, no, stuff. no. It was it was yeah. Th- that's that's a good point. You, like because you blow I was, this on the same amount of sausage at Whole Foods. I was saying the same thing to you earlier today or yesterday or something. I was like I was like for for the amount it's free shipping. Um, you know, and it's refrigerated, frozen, or, you know, it, like it comes to you fresh or frozen, whatever. It, it comes to you perfect. It's fine. Um, free shipping. And the cost was honestly like for the amount of sausage that we got is about, that's what I would pay at Whole Foods. Like if I went to buy this much, so- yep. this much sausage. So that's honestly, that's actually something to to take note of. So look for the deals on there. We're going to do more of them. We'll do We're going to do a couple more gold bellies. I'm going to do. I got three Detroit pies coming. From where? You told me already. I forget. Some, I, I forget. Uh, well, I'll have to look it up again, but one of the most famous. Was it from gold belly? Detroit. Yeah, it's from gold belly. Oh, so they have like a Detroit pizza place on there. Really? We've got a pepperoni Detroit style pie, a cheese. Cause that's what the girls like. So I got that for them. And then, like, all the meats. So. Really? Pretty soon we're going to be, I mean, we're not going to cook that on the cinder, but cook in the oven. Yeah, we'll cook in the oven. Have some Detroit pie. Talk about that. That's next up on Gold Belly. Nice. Yeah. Eric and I have been doing a little bit of, we've had some experience with the Detroit pizza pie over the last few months. So we know. Detroit is ascendant. We know a thing or two about. In the realm of pizza. Detroit pie and yeah, that's awesome. Right on. So, uh, what do you think, Santos? What do you got for this week? Oh man, you know I'm gonna I'm doing pretty good. Like for it's February three in the middle of Minnesota, and this is usually, to be honest, like these are dark days for me. Yeah, but I'm feeling pretty good. I've had a good day good. today. Yeah, things are good. Works good. Um, so I've got to ask, have you finished the OA? No, it fell to the way. It fell to the wayside. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say stopped something. I three, three sides, third, third episode. I'm going to say something that I don't think is going to be controversial to anyone out there who actually did finish it. Don't finish it. Oh, fuck. You just don't finish it. Yeah. 
just <laughs> just move the on. Recommend. The recommend is don't even finish. So here's here's the deal. It is ninety eight percent of it is really good. When it comes to their, they do their routine. They go to vault off. <laughs> don't and finish. And it. instead of sticking the landing, they just go straight face plant into the mat. One of the like shittiest endings of a season. Let's call it a season. Maybe it's a series. Maybe it was only supposed to be one season. I'm not sure. So I'm saying just move on. Whoa. If they go into a second season and they somehow redeem it, I'll let you know. And you can go back and watch it. But I'm saying we called this one wrong because we weren't. You've seen pull ties. Who would have known? Pull. Yep. Like I said, it's. 98% 98% of the way good. Really bad storytelling in the ending. Like, they just like it's just it just fell apart. I'm so bummed because it was like some really f- like just fundamental storytelling mistakes that just ruined the ending of this show. Oh, son of a bitch. All right. Well, so that's it. That's the recommendations of pull stakes. Pull anchor. And nope. uh, and 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 sell not, on. It's moved from recommend to do not seek the treasure. All right, god damn. All right, and I'll uh, yeah. I mean, good. I cut off. I think I probably left it perfect time because it was super interesting. Like it, it is really. I I almost hesitate to say don't watch it because I, I honestly think it's really really great up until there's like X point. Yeah, yeah, eight. Where it doesn't eight ish epi- the enjoyable episodes, but the end of the eighth episode, there's just so many things that it just feels like amateur hour at the very end. Oh, bummer, bummer. You know, because what you and I literally have not spoken to another person who fin- who's finished it who does not feel the same way. <laughs> really, I mean, I'm talking twenty people. Whoa, I've talked about this, and ever, it's unanimous. And uh, of course, there's people online who are trying to be like, there are there are people online who are trying to sort of like reverse rationalize the ending, like, oh well, maybe this is what's going on. You know, it's like whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder how bad storytelling is bad storytelling. Yeah, and I wonder how they like were able to like sneak it past testing. I don't know. Like how did I don't know that Netflix is testing any of this maybe, shit. They may, you know what? They the may testing not. is in the analytics. You know what? They're not. The testing is in the analytics. You're 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 absolutely right. They're not. They're not fucking. What do I think this is? Fucking 1960 Universal yeah. Studios. Nobody's testing dick. They're just fucking make it and fucking post it. Put it up there. Yeah. There's a new. Speaking of which, like I saw this other one, like. uh the mother, like, I mean, it's, it's brand new. Um, the, the mom in the fan, in, in the, in the family has to eat humans. And is this the Drew Barrymore thing? Yeah. Um, Santa, and, and I didn't know Santa was, Clarita diet, Santa Clarita diet. Yep. Thank you. you. Um, have you watched this yet? No. Cause it like just popped up. Yeah. It just it's popped like, up. I think it's live now. Like as, as we speak. But the thing is, is that the first few, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't know Drew Barrymore. Like, I just realized I think Drew it's Barrymore like Drew today. Drew Barrymore and Josh Dumel or something like that. I mean, there's like, they're pulling some know. serious movies. I saw Drew Barrymore and all everything just turns to stars. And I 
can't say anything else. Yeah. Like I've had the biggest crush on Drew Barrymore since, since Firestarter. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what yeah. she's in. I'm I mean, then it was appropriate because you were like maybe two years <laughs> older than her or something. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still the same. Still, I'm still two years older than her. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, once I I didn't realize at first it was her. Now that I know it's her, I'm in. Um, the thing is, is that she, like I can't ever think of like a performance of hers where I was like. Oh my God! What an that was amazing, amazing. Per- like never. That's his poltergeist, dude. Never has she yeah. ever like had crushed that. it. No, no, yeah. no. But you know how it is. You you got a thing for somebody. Yeah, I got a thing. I got a thing. I mean, for she's to be fair. She's also not terrible. No, she's not amazing. No, not terrible. She's not terrible. Actress, and also I will admit I am. You know, um, I, I'm a little bit of a sucker for her, for her lineage. You know, like right, her great grandfather. Like, yeah. I mean, she goes back to right. You know, Hollywood royalty. I mean, she goes back to like silent film, right here. So, like, that is she's fourth generation. Yep. So, like, there's that kind of crush on on yeah. the whole on her too. You know, right, right. Kind of like the whole reason that like Martin Scorsese ever married Liza Minnelli. Like, who the f- why the fuck would you marry? Liza? I mean, no offense. I she's I shouldn't say that, but like, marry Liza. That's uh, that seems like a lot. Yeah, and it's a deep commitment. Yeah, although I will but say, he was he's like I'm marrying. If I have the yeah. chance to marry Vincent Minnelli's daughter, I'm I'm fucking doing it. Right, Liza Minnelli was amazing, mostly because it was like. In this postmodern in Arrested Development, how good? I mean, it, I think that's where, like, for guys our it was, age, it was or, almost or people like a our little, age, like that's how we rem- it was remember. Like a postmodern reference to like how just weird she was in real life, and, and shows you know, there's nothing more endearing than a person that can laugh at themselves, right? Um, right. And she's so charming that in that way, yeah, you know. Um, but like all the shit that she did, like with the fucking. <laughs> All of her movies with the big fucking flashy sequins and all that. Like, I can't take that shit, man. I can't. I can't hang yeah. with that. Yeah. But her getting all dizzy tough. on fucking Rest of Development. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. With her vertigo. It's, vertigo. Yeah, exactly. It's so awesome. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. God. Yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Times. It's funny. I've started, like, recently um, just... Uh, kind of throwing on an Arrested Development. Just a random episode? Just fucking... Arrested Development roulette? Just, yeah, man. R- roll the roll the wheel and see where you show, you know, season four, episode seven, and, like, wow. whatever it is, you know? You, it Just the fact that you're calling it pop-pop means, you know, you should know... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it does, right. you can... You just hate gold wherever the fuck you land. That's true. Like... Yeah. The, the early episodes were really, really good. I I couldn't make it through the Netflix continuation stuff. I have to say, I made it through. I think they made a mistake half an half an yeah. episode. They made a mistake by doing that like focus on the single character storyline thing. I think so. People have, as you you know more about this, I'm sure than I do. But so correct me and and finish off this thought, please, if you will. I'll set it up. The um 
people have gone back through and done the actual oh, like re-edited it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you right? So yeah, you're right. So instead of um instead of like having to so you you see something in the background that happens during the the um you know say the Job episode or Thank something. you. Yeah. yeah. And then Later, you see it from another angle when they're doing the David Chase, like David when they're Cross. doing Tobias. Yeah, you see the same thing happening from another angle. Like there's, there's the level of genius on that thing is so deep. Like it's too yeah. deep to even like show up for sure. Like they 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 went so far. Like and I'm sure and and I haven't given it the time yet. I'm sure if you look at it and especially from you know from a production nerd like me, I would be. I would freak out over it and be like, do you know what it would take to get the fucking, to shoot this, get right. the camera? Like, I'm sure it's a feat of production like no other, but to sit and watch it was a drag. Right. You know? Yep. It was a bummer. It, it was Somehow dra- it lost the magic. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Which is, I'm afraid what's going to happen with Deadwood and other things where they, oh, they try to come back no. like 10 or 11 years later, you know? It's so far later, and you were on it so hot, and you fucking what the fuck did you do? Why did you never leave Deadwood? So you the, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. They should have just finished that shit off. Oh, you motherfuckers! Because now you're just gonna shit on it. They got everybody back. They right? got everyone back. Yeah. They need to. They're get, not even impression they need, yet. They need to get the dude who played um, Hurst. Is that the dude who was like the main antagonist, the guy from Simon and Simon? They need to get that dude back. Cruel character. Yeah, he, that guy was amazing Cold. at that part. Yeah, he was great. He was great. Very. Yeah, that guy's a really good actor. Actually, I saw him recently in this. We happened to someone recommended um, watching, and we watched the very first episode of This Is Us. It's like a that sounds familiar CBS or AB CBS I think show drama. Um, we watched the first episode and he plays a like an old doctor in that in one one of the scenes and he's fucking steals the show. Really, it's like by far the best part of the show. Really, yeah. I should look up that dude's name. I, I feel bad when we. It's yeah, like that's not given solid info. I mean, we oh. can't prep because we just. We don't have a script for this thing. We just talk, but um, shockingly, I know everyone's like, "Yeah, what? Oh, you, you don't write this totally prepared? Yeah, yeah. it's so buttoned so, up, so smooth." <laughs> um, and that thing isn't even fucking started yet. Can, can you imagine the shit show of trying to pull all those people back together, like E. McClellan and like John Hawks and and. Uh, that sheriff who fucking sucks, by the way. His name is Gerald McRaney. Okay. Um, that was fast. And he was like the, he was Rick Simon. You know, he was like the brother with the mustache and yeah, yeah. AJ Simon, who was played by some dude who never went on to do anything else, was like, he was the heartthrob brother, you know? Okay. Simon and Simon. And Simon and Simon. I remember I fucking loved the show as a kid because it was I like- I never saw it one really time. unconventional private eye. They were like brothers who were private eyes and- there was the heartthrob brother and the older brother who was like kind of more of the tough, sort of gruff. Okay. And that was the Gerald McRaney. Never character. once saw Simon and Simon. Oh, big God. hit. That was a, that you was a big out, that man. was a big show. Big show. 
Yeah, Simon and Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, e- eagerly awaiting news on Deadwood. Yeah, oh, speaking of news. Uh, so on the Instagram account for Stranger Things today, they posted an image that was uh, like a weird, weirdly cropped snapshot of the weather in Houston, but like from looking like an 80s kind of weather graphic. And there was a hidden, not very hidden, but uh, Easter egg in the weather that um, says on the third day that there's thunderstorms and the temperature is going to be negative 11 for a low and 11 for a high. And people are speculating that that means the second season of Stranger Things drops 11-11. Dude, okay. I was just going to ask you because somebody just said recently that it was in the can. And like, and I have no background. I've I haven't right. followed at all. I haven't read anything. I I know nothing about about it. Um. So that, so all right. So hang on. So that's in nine months from now. So that means that they would need to be. They would be shooting right now. Actually, that's not that crazy. That's not that. Speaking of stranger things, you'd be shooting right now. Yeah, that's fine. Speaking of Stranger Things, did you see the David Harbour speech at the award show? No. Oh, my God. You got to go watch that. It's yeah? definitely worth watching. I'm surprised you haven't seen it because of the Winona Ryder memes. Oh, I saw the Winona yeah. Ryder That's stuff. That's what it is. She's reacting yeah, yeah. to his speech. That's what that thing is. But his speech is worth watching. And how fucking riled up the audience How gets. lame am I that all I saw was like her face? Well, Making, I mean. like funny faces. Yeah. She was obviously She's another drunk. one. I've always... <laughs> I mean, she's she was out of her mind. Too sauced, yeah. yeah. She was another one. I've always fucking gone crazy for oh, her. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. I've always, like her actually and Drew Barrymore, like I've always, and Uma Thurman. Yeah. Like I'm, I, like, I mean, I'm like I'm blazing a path here, like yeah. every fucking dude my age. Yeah. Like, Uma Thurman is head and shoulders above those other two in my opinion, but. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, Winona Ryder's great, Minnesota Winona- girl, but. Is she Minnesota yeah. girl? Winona, Minnesota. Oh. That's where she got her name. This shows what the fuck I... Hey, con- <laughs> hey congratulations, listeners. Good <laughs> fucking super informed host here. Um, I always loved her shoplifting. Yeah. That's what made me... Yeah, that's yeah. what really fucking brought me in. She also dated like all the indie rockers for a while. She Evan like, Dando, yeah. I remember. I've heard some stories. Everybody has. She dated. Um, speaking of which, your homie that you love so much, our friend Colin Oberist. She did. Yeah, she dated Colin Oberist. She did. Huh. Wow. All right. I'll have to talk Sorry, about Connor. Connor Oberist. Yeah, I yeah. Knew that was like Connor Oberist. Um, who? So you know, yeah. All right, you, I would put put you, my brother, you versus Connor one one, because you got Beth. I got Beth. And he wanted to date Beth, and you wanted That's to right. date Winona Ryder, and he dated Winona Ryder. So there you go, boom, one one. one. We'll see who wins in the end. We'll see. It's fucking <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know what the, my next move is. I got some shit in the works. <laughs> I got some shit in the works. So yeah, he should fucking watch himself. Yeah. 
He, I, I think he got the advantage, honestly. That's how I saw him walk in the garden. <laughs> Dude, fucking, seriously. In his jean jacket all just fucking sweaty. I mean, come on, man. It's like 107 degrees and you're wearing a fucking jean jacket. <laughs> Bastard, Get yeah. over it. I know. I know it. He, he was not looking so good. So I think maybe you're going to. Yes. Second act is all you. Fuck yes. Advantage Santos. Mm. So. Um, I'm going to put, actually, you know, here, let me show you something. I started doing this again. Look at this I got here. What? See this? Yeah. What? I don't even know what that is. It's what little, is that? It's a notebook. Um, so for years, I carried a, a pad of paper in my pocket, and I wrote down things. And then I, I got an iPhone, and I was like, oh, well, I don't need to carry around a pad of paper anymore because I can just put it in my phone, you know, and record it in my phone. And then I realized, like, after fucking years and years that, like, I never actually did it because it takes forever to, like, it honestly is harder to pull out your phone and type out something, like, hold on, like, and type out something. Like, if you just pull out a piece of paper and write it down, then I got it. So I'm giving it a go again. I got a piece of paper here. So let me let me pull out... Um, I'll just tell you what I got in my notebook here. I'm going to do a little, give you guys a look into my diary. I got a, uh, I got an estimate to do some tree work on my house. Um, (laughs) But um, I've got, here, here, what's, um, I've got uh, some movies here to to bring up and and see uh, if you've, what, if you have any thoughts, uh, one way or the other, um, the uh, j- the new Jim Jarmusch movie, Patterson. Do you know about this? No, I don't. It's it's funny because I was having lunch with. We just hired a new guy at um, at the office who specializes in film, and we're he was asking at lunch, his welcome lunch, like who our favorite directors were, and I was going through a top ten favorite directors, which. Maybe we should actually do an episode on that at some point because I started well, thinking about fun. directors and that I hadn't thought about in a long time when it was like, like, film just occupied like a way bigger part of my life, and I was just like, you know, when you sort of like come in to realize like, oh shit, there's a lot of like amazing stuff out there that I've never even heard of and never seen, and you first start delving into independent and foreign cinema and documentaries and all the stuff. It's mind-boggling how big like that world is. Go through. <laughs> Fuck Sneakers. It. Yeah. Sneakers. Just, there's just a sneaker avalanche in the corner. Um, it's winter. Uh, and I just, you know, you just rip through like 10 years of film and yeah, a, a year. And uh, we were talking about Wong Kar Wai and Jim Jarmusch oh. and Adam Agoyan and um, you know, all these Kurosawa, yeah. of course. And he was like, I mean, for someone who's like an amazing filmmaker and that's why we hired him. He was like, never seen a Kurosawa film. Didn't know who Wong Kar Wai was. What? Um, and I was just like, which oh, you got lo- which sh- yeah, son, he's also Asian. So I was like, Oh, yeah. fuck. Like Kurosawa what? and Wong Kar Wai. Yeah. So I sent him, the, I sent him a bunch two of different like countries. Yeah. I sent him a bunch of, cl- like clips of like the trailer for fallen angels and um, Quentin Tarantino talking about how Chung King express like influenced a lot. Like that movie is and uh, in the mood for love and 
In the Mood for Love is honestly one of my all-time favorite films. Oh. I think it's the best thing that he – I love Fallen Angels just because it's about a hitman. Right. And I think we talked about it in our episode about best hitman we books did. and films. Yes, we did. Um, but In the Mood for Love I think is his best film that he's done. It's so good. So, so good. Let's do it. Let's do a yeah. Why not? That's a that's a that's a worthy. Yeah. Maybe and, we'll do that next episode. Ten, ten favorite directors, and for each one, a favorite film. Ten's a lot each. We'll just we'll we'll rip through twenty it fast. fucking directors. All right, top five. Fuck it. I don't five. care. No, let's do top five. Let's bring some sanity to this here. Yeah. Um. Plus, then you're forced to make some serious choices yeah, and some it serious brings, cuts. Brings it to a head. Um. So uh, anyway, so Patterson. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know about this. I don't think. Yep. Um. Uh. I don't know exactly. It, it might release in March. I think. Um. But it's a film about a bus driver in Patterson, New Jersey, who home, is a poet. Home of William Carlos Williams. Are you serious? Yeah, William Carlos Williams. Well, that must be is from Patterson, New Jersey. Huh. So. That's what you get when your host has an MFA in poetics. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly. the kind of knowledge you get dropped that like you've yes. been missing your whole life. You yeah. do not like I don't know that unless yeah. you're telling me that. I so, don't have another so that friend makes sense. that would that would tell me that. That makes sense that he would do this. It's got to be. I bet there's going to oh, well, be some uh, there's no William Carlos by Williams. William Carlos Williams is one of my favorite poets. Yeah. Uh, by the way, too. You've you've mentioned him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um yeah. That makes I'm gonna see that killer. Of course you are. That. Yeah, yeah. So Patterson, uh, there's another. So there's the uh, you know the new Martin Scorsese, the the Silence. Yeah, that is getting shat right upon on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, which is why I, I can't wait to see it. Like I can't, <laughs> I cannot wait to fucking. You're gonna see defy it. the oh, wash yeah, masses. Man. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I mean, because that means like. That there's a bunch of stuff that's right with it. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's probably too long, too slow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like that I means mean, he, he's he's built up enough credit over the years that like you got to give this man. It wasn't by accident that he yeah. made a piece. Everything is is like right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if you put out some of the if you put some of the best films out, you know, you put out Solaris. Yeah, you know. That's gonna get like a thirteen on Rotten Tomatoes, you know. Yes, exactly. There's some things it's that are garbage. Just made it's, for, Solaris is never. Yeah. No one, everyone hates that movie, right? And it's the best movie ever made. I mean, I'm fucking exaggerating yeah. greatly on both ends, yeah. but like well, seriously, if you want to bring bring that to your director list? We'll see. We'll put your money Tarkovsky? in this. Yeah. Well, he just fucking watch yourself. I fucking <laughs> I might fucking do that. Um. My name is Emily. Directed huh. by Simon Fitzmaurice. Um, I haven't heard anything about this. Me, me neither. Um, I just, I just got. I'm just going from my notebook here. Uh, um, it looks great. I, I watched. You know, I just watched the trailer, and it looks fucking great. Um, oh my god! So the, uh, I am not your Negro. I haven't even heard of this. Seriously? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to. That I gotta pull up a little bit because, um, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fake any notes on that. Um, so I am your Negro 
is um I am not your Negro. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I am not your Negro. Because I think you just said something else this year. <laughs> I was trying to fucking sneak a fucking a Siri search into me just like saying the title of the movie and I got uh I got a I got a fucking response that was like ridiculous that video you fucking sent the other day how all right just uh before i hate to interrupt it because this movie is super important but how fucking sick is everybody of those fucking chevy commercials the the biggest media buy in fucking like the last 10 years the like fake focus group in the fake focus group with like real people not actors and you posted like the thing like with with that that thing is fucking genius with yeah with with dude from mass like his name's mock and he's like it's so fucking good it's so so what this is is a guy basically took one of those commercials and re-edited it like put himself yeah. as one of the people in the spot with like <laughs> what real people would actually say. And it's fucking hilarious. It's so good. It's fucking, it's fucking great. Cause everyone is so tired of those. I mean, those things are like, oh God, how many more can you make? And it's like, it's almost like a parody of, of itself at this point because yeah. they're building like those sets they're building like, Oh my god, it grew another story. There's another yeah, fucking car, another car. Hell? And like what Who dick fucking cares? Who, what dick is in that fucking group and like <gasps> and, and is like super surprised yeah. by like, oh my god. Like, oh go fuck yourself yeah. advertising. Jesus. You know who fuck you. doesn't need to make car commercials and is never gonna make a car commercial? Tesla Motors. Right. Fastest fucking growing car company in the world. (laughs) Yeah. No commercials. It's like, it's, they're like the Sriracha of cars. Um, so anyway, let me get, let me get back to this. Um, so I'm not your Negro is a, uh, it's, it's a documentary, uh, about pretty much it's, it's a James Baldwin documentary. Um, but it's a it's bigger than just James Baldwin. It centers around him, but it's a civil rights um, documentary. And um, I, I'll be honest with you, like I I don't know a lot about the film. I saw I saw the trailer, and like it was just is, like is there some Fred Frederick Douglass in this thing? Is he a Frederick <laughs> Douglass? You, <laughs> Frederick Douglass is going to become more Dude. and more. People are going to start talking about it more and more. Dude, I and just <laughs> fucking heard about that yesterday. Oh, my God. I just heard about that yesterday. Amanda, at, at, uh, one of our coworkers, mentioned it. And I was like, you're, I'm like, you're fucking lying. There's, there's no way. There's no fucking way. And then, so that led to, um, that led to a, a discussion of a new uh, website called, um, this is the fucked up shit that happened today or do do, do you know what I'm talking about? No, or I don't th- know this, 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 uh, this fucked up shit. shit happened today. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like, this is what the fuck happened today. Or this, this fucked up thing happened today.com or take, take, 
it'll take you four seconds to find it using right. those things. But basically, this guy aggregates um, whatever insane fucking thing happened today and puts it up there. And, and it's like, it is day by day. Like, I mean, it was yesterday. It was like day 13, you know? Jesus. And you're like, oh, fuck. But to answer your question, no, Frederick Douglass is not a part of <laughs> I Am Your Negro. Um, but, I, you know, it's, 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 um, it's your, it's your man, James Baldwin, who right. like, hell yeah. Oh my God. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. God, that guy is so beautiful. Um, and in the footage just in the trailer is like, you see him and you're like, oh my God, that's, that's everyone. Whenever I read James Baldwin, like, and I, I had never seen any footage of him until, honestly, until I saw this trailer. Like, I've never really seen any footage of James Baldwin. And and I've read a lot of them. And, like, when I saw this trailer, I was like, holy fuck, that's exactly what I, that's exactly what I thought he would be. You know, this vulnerable, angry, like, person with conviction like just an amazing, like it's, oh my God, this fucking thing looks like it looks unbeatable. Wow. It looks unfucking beatable. If, if it can deliver. Good. Yeah. I'm not your Negro. All right. So my pick, one of my picks for this week is, so I've talked a lot about the podcast reply all, uh, yeah. on here. I'm a big fan. And, uh, on Reply All, they reminded me of this brilliant guy. They had a whole episode dedicated to this guy named Longmont Potion Castle. Have you ever heard of this dude? That na- to be honest with you, I know that name. That yeah. name is that's not so, the first time I've heard that. It's a name. dude in Colorado who for decades upon decades has been making prank phone calls and recording them. Yes. And the yep. thing about the prank phone calls is like, he's not, <laughs> he just, he does like all this weird stuff with audio while he's on the phone. Like th- these are not like it's your not jerky, jerky boys kind of style phone calls. It's not raunchy. It's not, it's just like warping the reality <laughs> of the people that he's calling for a few minutes in this weird way where it's like when he gets someone going, like the phone call lasts like, five to seven minutes prank phone call. It's not like calling up and being like, Hey, like I'm sticking my dick in your ear or whatever. It's, right. It's right. It's got some like, no, no, he's, he plays. Yeah. It. He plays it. And, uh, it's got like almost like an Andy Kaufman esque sort of. Yes. Crazy. That, so I'm going to play one. Fa- fabulous. I was hoping that you would. Great. I need a little entertainment. Hollywood Tans. This is Stephanie. How may I help you? I'm Nuno. Hi. Hi, and I was in there tanning and toning and everything earlier, and how common is it to use a broom when you're tanning? A broom? Yeah, because that struck me as just being way out there. Um, you don't use a broom when you're tanning. You don't. See, that's what I thought. <laughs> so what's going on around here? The guy, my dermatologist said that, uh, I had a ring up and that you'd pay for my skincare. Wait, what? what? <laughs> he said that you'd pay for it. He said that I would pay for it? Yeah. What are you talking about? My dermatologist. A dermatologist said that 
Hollywood tans would pay for your if you're gonna, skincare? If you're going to lure me in there and take a broom to my ass, then I'm going <laughs> to see a skin doctor, you betcha. I didn't, nobody here would give you a broom to tan with. I thought it was weird. What's your name? Nuno. Your, what's your last name? Gloop. So, sorry, what was that? Don't be sorry, but listen. <laughs> no, what, what's your last name? I'm going to look up your account to I've, see what. I figure I need quadruple my charge back, and then we'll call it good, okay? What's your last name so I can figure out what happened? Well, yeah, I'll tell you what happened. I got all... No, what's your last name, though, so I can see oh, your account? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I got all worked over and everything was weird. Gloop is my last name. How do you spell it? With a G. Just like... G? Just spell, like spell the whole name for me. N-U-N-O. No, your last name. G L O O P. O P as in Peter? O P as in O P Cunningham. As in what? As in Ron Howard. As in Ron Howard? Yes. What are you talking about? You, I have to spell your last name. You know darn well who he is. I know who Ron Howard is, but that doesn't help me spell your last name. It's N U N O. Your last name is N-U-N-O. That's my first name. What's your last name? You guys are working me around here. No, I'm trying to figure out your last name so I can pull up your account and see what, what's going on. I can't even pull up my socks here. No mention of so, so much glass. pain. Yeah. How oh. do you spell your last name? Gloop. Just like it sounds. I, but I... G-L-O-O-P. O-P as in Peter. O-P as in O-P... Taylor. That doesn't help me. I don't know who O.P. Taylor is. G L O O P, right? From Mayberry. I don't. I still have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what on earth I'm supposed to do. My skin. Um, you're not in our system at all, so I, I don't think you've ever been here. It feels like nylon. I can't get it out of my system. You're what? I can't get this feeling out of my system. I've had it all day since I was over there. What feeling? I feel like I've got a seatbelt on all the time. I have to see the emperor in 10 minutes. Are you? Of China. Are you just fucking with me or are you, do you seriously have a problem? You were working me around, girl. And your whole company is. He pushes it now. Stuff like that for hours and hours, basically. Completely genius. So There's good. amazing stuff where, which I think made his way around the internet, where he calls record stores and says, like, I'm going to come in there at 3.30 and, like, do my raps. <laughs> like, I rap about, like, the streets and, you know, like, and they were like, we don't, we don't no, have, no, like, no. live concerts. He's like, well, I'll just, like, stand up on the counter and, like, you know, just, like, all this <laughs> amazing, amazing shit. It's also like that, like, he's not really, 
swearing at people. You know, he's not like... It's not vulgar. No, it's not vulgar. It's more like some sort of like weird outsider art than it is like your traditional prank sort of phone call thing. The glass smashing and weird gongs. He does stuff where he like rewinds his voice and stuff like... And that's the thing is he's been doing this for so long that he evolved it and he does wow. different like you yeah. can tell he's just gotten amazing at improving stuff like yeah avoiding questions that would otherwise end the phone call and like things exactly. like that yeah, yeah. this guy's like a master it, yeah Longmont Potion Castle Longmont Potion Castle yeah I guess he has like CDs full CDs and different things like Cassettes, that but, I'm sure are big in yep. his in his world. Good one, good one. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's, I think, Beth, I'll play that for Beth. She'll like it for 20 seconds. <laughs> and she'll be like, right. Thank you. Now, notice that I didn't start off that recommendation by saying Beth would love that. No, of so. course not. No, you you know. You you yeah. got the picks for her, for sure. Oh, speaking of which, sorry. I don't mean to, like, some of this shit just pops into my head. Yeah, yeah. They have a new detective for the new thir- third season of the Detective Shut up. Podcast, Are you kidding? And he's from Louisiana. And it mm-hmm. seems like more of a return what? to form. Oh, really? So I think I'm looking forward to third season of the Detective Podcast. I think it's going to be really wow. good. So. Well, that's great news. Um, and while we're on the topic, just a quick like update on the front of like death and murder on television. I can tell you um, for the amount of time, we do not have a lot of free time in our house. Yeah. The television rolls from, you know, about 7 p.m., which is when bath time starts. Yep. Death and murder starts then, yep. and it rolls until approximately three a.m. When I wake Jesus. up, when I wake up, I mean, we fall asleep too, right? It, okay, but I wake up and shut it off because it's like I wake up to like this bloodbath <laughs> of a fucking, you know what I mean? Jesus, that can't, can't be good for your psychology. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I know that's what I say to her. I'm it's like, like you've got to be absorbing that as I'm you're like, like girl, semi-conscious. That's what I say to her. I'm like, girl, are you sure that this is like? And, but it's been like five years now. Like that's all she watches. But right. what I what I will say is that through, um, and I f- I fucking hate. I don't. I don't. Ha- I, I'm I'm beginning to doubt. I've always loved Apple. I'm beginning. Right. I, I've always always loved Apple. I've always loved their products. It's a first. It's how I learned to use a computer. But. Their shit's been bugging me. iTunes is terrible. Things are terrible. Things aren't working well. TV, their new app TV, which is on Apple TV, which you don't use. No, I Um, don't use it. It's an attempt. They make a lot of attempts at aggregating things, and which iTunes has done. Yep. Like, here's all your TV shows, all your movies, all your books, all your everything is in iTunes. Instead of just being music, they try and put... All media in iTunes, Ugh. right? It's terrible. No, thanks. It's terrible, terrible. But their new app TV, excuse me, on the on the latest Apple TV works as an aggregator that seems like it's pretty good. So you scroll through and find what you want to watch, and it can detect 
from the apps that you've installed already on uh-huh. the Apple TV and signed into. It knows what you belong to already. Huh. So it's like, okay, you want to watch um you want to watch Making a Murderer. Yeah. Making of a Murderer, whatever. They're like, here's ways to watch Netflix and that's it. It's only available. But but it aggregates that and it finds it for you. So you can go to this one place. Okay. And in search for something that like, I mean, the Amazon app has been doing this for like three years. So what has it shut oh, up? Yeah. What? No. Fuck yeah. You, as long as you install then all the Hulu and Netflix and whatever, you can just browse all that shit. Jesus Christ. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. What? The, the, the Amazon Yeah. Like TV on my PS4 app? or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or fire or whatever. Yeah. All that shit's just right in there. I don't have fuck fire. Fuck. So I've just been using the Apple TV. And so now this is brand. See, here we go again. Now, now this is brand new news to me. You've been living like this for fucking three years. Yeah. To me now, I'm like, oh my God. Oh, look, what a, what a, what a helpful. I mean, isn't that like fairly typical Apple absorbs other features that other people have (sighs) for two or three years and acts like it's new? Fucking pissed. I mean, they generally do it a little bit better than other people, but. Normally, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, at any at any rate, let me let me let me finish with this. Um, Death and murder has never been in better business. They are dumping production dollars. Oh yeah. They are. There are new shows and new shows and new shows. I mean, if you listen to my favorite murder, like they yeah. these they talk about a lot of them. Yeah. And and they and if like they are like they're talking about them, but they're like. You know, if it bleeds, it leads, and like, and it that's a that that is that notion is alive and well yep. in in recreation television, and they're doing like high quality, like high production value recreations. This shit is good. They're telling they're 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 creating stories correctly. They have good writers. Like they're making good TV. Yeah. So go watch some Death and Murder, people. It's fucking good. It's good TV. There's some shit out there. There's there's fucking dozens of sh- new shows. Right. You know, they're testing what works, what doesn't. Right. You know. But yeah, I mean, based on the popularity of things like Serial and Making a Murderer and all that stuff, it's like, that's prime content right now. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, Serial sounds like it's uh, the Serial podcast uh, things that are coming out sounds like their next season is going to be once again a return to form as well. Is that right? They uh, had someone, uh, Nancy Updike, who is the producer, I think someone wrote to the show and basically said, the son of a rich family in the town where I live in the South, I'm, I can't remember the name of the town or what town it is. I think it's a town most people have never heard of has been going around town for two years bragging about committing a murder and getting away with it. So it's like the scion of this family that kind of runs this town. And so they decided, and he said, I want you to come down here and investigate this. And so they decided to do it. And that's what the next season is about. So she dug in enough and obviously found something. Yeah, that there was something to this, that this guy potentially committed this murder and has gotten away scot-free because of who he is and, He's from a rich family that runs this town, so 
affluenza type of yeah exactly so that's what the next season of cereal is about so that sounds that's fertile ground like that if that pans out that's real yeah so uh this is uh pick i can say is not for everyone but it's also only i think like six minutes long it's a short film uh it's a short film documentary called fingers of steel and it's about this guy who was a skateboarder who has transitioned to like being a finger boarder. Oh, I don't know if you remember <laughs> in the eighties, I had one of these when I was a freshman in high school, a little like finger skateboard that you do tricks with and you mess around But this guy is like, first of all, the way this documentary is shot and this guy just like unbelievable, like the, the, the street skating tricks that are like, cutting edge now he's doing with like a fingerboard in this documentary. Seriously? Yeah. He goes to all these different locations and he shoots all this stuff and it's like he's landing like tricks that just seem impossibly fucking hard with this fingerboard. So it sounds stupid but let me tell you it's very entertaining especially as someone who like was is an ex-skateboarder and did like as a freshman in high school like had a little fingerboard like this is some next level shit. For sure. When you were a freshman in high school, this was a thing? Yeah. Everyone that I knew that was a skater, like, we'd go to study hall and we'd fuck and that's how you And little... that's how you'd kind of come up with tricks and not really. brainstorm tricks or... Not really, but you just, like, it was just fun, fun to fuck around with. Fun to fuck around Yeah. But, I mean, this guy's, like, this guy, he's doing serious, like, this serious is, this shit is his thing. with this thing. Yeah. this And it, his fingerboard looks much higher quality than any of the ones we had in the 80s. Well, you it looks like it actually yeah. has actual metal parts, and yeah, yeah, like that ours was just like a plastic yeah, like a piece of piece of junk. Yeah, so, fingers of steel. Fingers of steel. YouTube it. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Five minutes. Trust me, you won't feel like you wasted your time. It's, it's awesome. Good one. Yeah. Um, another recommendation, sort of out there. You know, as you may or may not know, I'm very well aware of because I'm into this. We're kind of going through a board game renaissance at the moment. And uh it's yeah, I've seen it. It's like an amazing time to be into board games. And board games are it's an amazing time to be making board games because tons and tons of people are playing them and getting back into them. So, you know, not only things like Settlers of Catan and Ticket to Ride, which have become, you know, the if you go to Target and you go to the toy aisle, there's like a massive uh, set of real estate dedicated to these new board games. Right? Are you now. serious? Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. So this is this is a mass. These are things that are these are, are the the ones that become really successful make it into mass and are at like the Targets and WalMarts and places like that. So um, there's a game that I believe is. At that level, uh, I think you could get this at Target. You can definitely get it on Amazon or um, other game stores. It's called Dominion. Okay. And what it is, it's it's a, a what they refer to as a deck building game. Okay. So the way it works is um, there are expansions and different things. Like if you're a fan of Settlers of Catan or any of those, like you'll love Dominion. Uh, so the way it works is like there's a certain way you randomize the cards that you're playing with. There's a like a, a center of cards, and you start off with nine cards, and as you go, you're building up a deck of cards to like 50, 60 cards. So you're acquiring cards through the various rounds, and each turn you're adding more and more cards to your deck, 
and you're you are dealing yourself new cards and so there's different possibilities and different resources as you build through this thing super fun for anyone who loves either traditional card games or you know strategy board games you're going to love this it's different every time you play you can play with two to four people it doesn't take very long to learn, and the game lasts about 20 minutes. What? Um, Are you serious? Super fun. And then there are expansions that add different elements. So uh, this expandable, what they call expandable card games, is a reaction to things like Magic the Gathering and other things that are like trading card games, where you basically like spend the money you would have spent on your mortgage on like acquiring all these cards and doing all this stuff. Right. So when you buy an expansion, you get all of the cards that are possible to get in that expansion. So the reason why they call it like an expandable card game is because you can just keep adding stuff to the base. And set. if everybody's got it, then we got it. Everyone's got it. Yeah. There's no like collecting of it. You pay your $15 for the expansion. You get all the cards in the expansion. And so if you're a rich Jimmy down the street and you got every fucking magic card, you're going to win. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This is just the same thing. And everyone's playing off the same set of cards. <clears throat> right. It's a socialist. So, yeah. Um, and version of it. And there are a lot more games that are emerging like that. What do you do with the cards once you got them? So you you're getting all these cards. You're getting all these cards and you're you're playing through What the, do you what do you do deck. with them when you get like Well, you get each turn you get to play a certain amount of cards. And so th- when you start off like you're really limited to the amount of cards. And when you run out of cards, you reshuffle your discard pile. You discard at the end of every turn. So you're using all the cards you can in your hand, you're discarding. And when you run out of cards, you shuffle your discard. So when you keep adding, you just have more and more cards to go through and more and more possibilities for like playing different strategic moves and gathering resources and stuff like that. It's a card game or is there like a board where pieces are moving? It's a card game. Just cards. Yeah. There's no board pieces. None none of that. I'll be honest. Like I would play like the, here's the thing with, with the games is that like it's all who you're playing it with. Like I would, I would totally, I would absolutely do it with you. Yeah. And like, but but if I got like if there's a a tater in there, if there's a fucking a irritator. Oh, a, a tater, an, an irritator, tater. Okay. Call, short it. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, like I don't. I like the, then I'm 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 gonna get pissed and bail because right. I can't like. Yeah, know. for sure. And I've I've heard that like with this game, there are a couple depending on like how the cards shake out that go into the community pool or whatever. Because there's like even in the base set, there's like maybe sixteen different types of cards that allow you to do different things and change the mechanics of the game. And I've heard from some people say like, well, I don't play with my family. Like people get too hot, so we just remove the attack cards. And just we'll, just don't play with those because when like really? you bust someone else's hand down to three cards for their next turn, like they get really pissed off. <laughs> so like we just don't play with those cards. Yeah. Um. So I I think this whole idea of like a board game that ever evolves or is different each time you play. There's a certain thing where uh there there's a guy who is a um game designer who invented this thing called Legacy editions of games so there's like risk legacy pandemic legacy there's all these like he's creating these legacy versions what happens is you're actually writing and changing the cards so you can only play the game so many times like you play risk it plays through an entire story arc of like a massive european campaign and war and 
you're changing the cards and you're changing things and you play it 10 rounds with the same four players and the game's done. But it's really fun because like it's changing. It's not like you pull out your risk and it's the same fucking shit every time you play and you play it for 15 years and it's the same as when we were a kid. He's like, this guy has revived and sort of breathed life into these old board games. Really? Adding this new mechanic where it's like, okay, we play this 10 times. There's like maybe 25 hours of gameplay here and then we're done. Boom. Sets. Game's done. Really? So. Jesus. I mean, I think that's something that like blows people's minds. Like, why would I buy something that I only play? But when you actually play it, you're like, holy shit. This is a completely different experience. Something like. I haven't played before. Because that's like, the thing with board games is like you play Clue and you're like, Dude, I know God how murder like me. I'm yeah. I know how like this is a fucking nightmare, right? I play fucking Parcheesi, Parcheesi. I do you know how much Parcheesi. I used to play Parcheesi all yeah. the time. So it's, it's really a counting inter- game. It's fascinating to me that board games are like having such a moment in the digital how crazy. Age. Yeah, yeah, what a thing. What a thing, God! I'll you know what? I'll take any anybody that's like doing something new and thriving these days. For sure, dark days. I like to, I yeah. like to see I like to see people like something doing interesting, innovative things. Right? Yeah. I love it for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, do you got anything else? Nah, man. For Let's get on here. Let's get on right. here. So, thanks as always to Kaya for the audio engineering assistance. Thanks to all of you out there for continuing to listen. We really appreciate uh, your support. Thanks. Take a moment. Rate, review, please. We want to get these sexy, sexy shirts out to all of you. Yes. And uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. See you, everybody.